You know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K24, the game in which you can coach your NBA team. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, we're going to talk about these coaches. Myself, Maurice, alongside me as always, the one and only Mr. BJ Armstrong. BJ, how are you doing today? Hey, 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 Mo, it's, a, it's another beautiful day. And guess what, Mo? The Detroit, our Detroit Lions. It's, it's our Detroit Lions. Another day closer, playing. another day closer. Uh, to, you know, to kick off. So it's, Man, I, it's I really hope good. they win. I, lo- I love seeing how happy you are. I really hope they win. Oh, Mo, if you, if, Mo, you won't be able to, you will not be able to, you will not be able to really talk to me, Mo, if they win. It's cool. You know, I, Mo, I'm just uh, waiting on a plane ticket and I'll see you in Vegas yeah. if they win. <laughs> you don't need to talk. You just send me the flight ticket. It's in the mail, baby. Because we cut, <laughs> hey, 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 Mo, it's in the mail, baby. It's in the mail. Hey, that's what I like to hear. Are you, are you playing against Patrick Mahomes team or no? He's no, we're playing against we're playing against a very good San Francisco Giants. Who's the who's no, that San guy? San Francisco 49ers, sorry. Who, who's that San guy? San Francisco 49ers. Uh, you know, they have a really good team. They don't oh, they, they ain't know, got a guy like that. They, they, you know, you know, Mahomes, you know, you hear the, the guys like Tom Brady, you know, those guys. They, no, they don't have a guy. They have a really, really good team. They have a really good team. However, Mo, <laughs> you know, right now is our Detroit Lions. It's not your Detroit Lions. It's not my Detroit Lions. <laughs> it's our Detroit Lions. It's all love. Okay? It's all, well, they got a good team. Another team yes. that's good. The Milwaukee Bucks over in the NBA. Oh, wow. Oh, Fired wow. head coach Adrian Griffin. Just, oh, wow. Just early into the season, was it? 43 games. Uh, he was yeah. 30 and 13. 30 and 13. Yeah. yeah uh, fired him. Uh, Doc Rivers will be replacing him. I don't know if that's confirmed. There's like a back and forth on... Whether or not that's confirmed or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to be replacing him. Dogger has actually joined the Bucks as a special assistant a little while ago. Uh, a little plotting and scheming behind the scenes, I think. But, BJ, what was your reaction to when you heard Adrian Griffin had been fired? You know, Mo, I, I've, I've, I've been in this NBA for quite some time now, and you, you think you've seen it all. And then you realize when something like this happens, you haven't seen anything. I was very surprised. But I shouldn't be surprised. Because how many times do you and I talk off air, not on air, (laughs) off air, where we just can't believe. (laughs) Like, did you like you? You'll call me and say, did you see this? And I'll be like. Yeah, well, BJ, how many times we'll... I ring you and say, how the hell am I doing a podcast and these these guys have got jobs doing it? Come on, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 so it's so bizarre. And this is one of these awkward situations where I've had countless conversations with numerous executives, okay? And everyone's like, wait a minute, they have like the third best record in the NBA. I mean we've seen this before. The, yes. And the, the, the Cavs fired David Black, they were 30 and 11. Then I think they were the one seed in the East at the time. And the only other time a team, because they went on to win a championship, that's when Tyloo replaced David Blatt. The only mm-hmm. other time, I believe, um, was 1980, when Paul Westhead replaced, was it Jack Ramsey? Um, but his, he wasn't fired. He was in a motorbike, uh, bicycle accident. Um, mm-hmm. and But the Lakers went on to win a championship. Before we dive into the firing and the hiring and whatnot, I want to be the first person to start the campaign. Now that Doc Rivers is going to go off and coach the Milwaukee Bucks. He's no longer going to be commentating on ESPN. That means there's an open roster spot 
And it, and it I, has your name on it. it has your name? No, 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 no. One step at a time. One step at a time. They're not ready. They're not ready for the Mo experience. But I think <laughs> right now, our good friend Scott Perry, who's under contract with ESPN, oh wow, means that spot. Let's start the campaign. I'm starting I'm a campaign right now. I need you all I'm, to tweet I, at ESPN. Let them know. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. He's already in the building. Come on. <laughs> that would be awesome. That Come would on, be man. so awesome. That would be so awesome for him. Come on, that man. Would be great. I would love that. that. But let's dive into this. Uh, Adrian Griffin fired. The team was doing well on paper. Numbers-wise, okay, cool. You're second in the East. You're 30 and 13. The offense is fantastic. Um, even though it may not look what everyone wants it to look like, it has been fa fantastic statistically. The defense has not been great. And here's, here's the thing, right? I will leave you into a secret, BJ. I have a notepad where I write down takes that I have that are maybe too crazy to say publicly, but I like to write them down and then go back at the end of the season and look at them. And I wrote down something a few weeks after the Damian Lillard trade and I wrote down, Drew Holiday is better than Damian Lillard, which sounds crazy. I know, which sounds absolutely wild. You know, Damian Lillard, all NBA, all 75, and, you know, he's hit so many big shots. But you've got to think, defense wins championships. And you've given up one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA for one of the best perimeter shooters in the NBA. So why is everyone surprised that the Milwaukee defense has fallen off a cliff. Now, Adrian Griffin took this job. When he took this job, not only was he interviewed by the owners of the Milwaukee Bucks and the front office, he was also interviewed by Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. They interviewed the final four candidates to see who they would like as the coach. Then Adrian Griffin took this job, and he went into it, and, you know, they hired him. He was the mastermind, apparently, behind the 2019 Raptors defense and, you know, for his defensive presence. He went into this job thinking he was going to be able to build his defense with Drew Holiday leading the front line. And then Drew Holiday is traded away, ends up on their rival team in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics. And he's left with Damian Lillard, who does not really play any defense. How much is it fair to put blame on Adrian Griffin for this rather than, the construction of the roster, the roster construction, as we like to say, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. what what else can you do when you have a guy guarding on the perimeter? There's only so much that Lopez and Giannis and, and whatnot can do as the back line when you just give up so much perimeter penetration. How fair is it to blame that on Adrian Griffin and have it ultimately lead to his dismissal? Okay, well, that's a lot to unpack. And we're going to try to condense everything into you know, a 30-second answer here. TikTok. There's, th there's things that we can see, like what we're talking about now, and then there's things we can't see, okay? Now, let's unpack the, the first part of this question, which is Damian Lillard and, and Drew Holiday. We say this all the time. I, I, I say this all the time. If you want to win, you got to defend. That's just, that's just how the business works. Okay, now is it fun to talk about scoring? Yes. Is it fun to talk about this guy is a three level scorer and this guy is unstoppable? I know you hate that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it fun to talk about it? It is. It, it really is. However, if you want to win in this league, you have to defend. You have to have a will to defend. And more importantly, you have to have the athletes that can do it. When they traded Drew Holiday, 
Okay. When you look at their team as is, they are a very slow team in comparison to the more young, to the younger, more athletic teams. Mm -hmm. I think they give league. up one of the most points in transition out of anyone in the NBA. Okay. Okay. When you look at their team, okay. When you look at these guys are good athletes. However, some of these other guys are just phenomenal athletes. Okay. So when you look at Damian Lillard and um, can't think of the guy, Beasley, is it Beasley? Um, who is their guard? Who's their starting two guard? Correct. Malik. Yeah. Malik Beasley. Then you have Chris Middleton, who's coming off a knee injury. Okay. You have Brooke Lopez, who is a terrific defender. However, he's not the most athletic big in the league. No, not anymore. Okay. <laughs> we and never watched yeah, the yes, yeah, yes. 30, okay. 30 watt now. Okay. Yeah. And then you have Yadis, who is just, you know, he's he's a he's a phenomenal athlete that plays downhill. Now, but when you look at their team, when you look at uh um What's my guy? You always mispronounce his name. I can't even. Bobby Portis. Yeah, Bobby Portis. And you start <laughs> looking at Pat Connaughton, and you look at their team, and you go, this isn't a very athletic team. So it should not be surprising that when you take an elite athlete, and I say elite athlete because defensively, his reaction time is, like, terrific. I off mean, the charts. It's, it, it's, it's, it's off Drew the charts. Drew Holiday, we're talking about. Drew Holiday. When you take him off the team, suddenly – you see the gaps in their team speed. Okay. There's, there's like individual speed and then there's team speed with the exception of Giannis. I wouldn't say they have a, a better than average athlete on the team. Well, Pat Conson does have a freakishly high vertical leap, but in yes, terms he, of he, he, being a defensive athlete, he, I don't know if okay, he holds yeah, up yeah. like that. Okay. You have these players like, De'Aaron Fox. But obviously Giannis is this Giannis is off the table in this because he's just a freak of yes, nature. Freak, yeah, like, yeah, like yes. come on, that's that's not included in this conversation. But when you start looking at their team, Mo, you're saying, you know, they're 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 average at best. Mm. I mean, there, there's no Aaron Gordon's I see. There's no Jimmy Butler's I see. There's no Jalen Brown's like, like off the way to Saluka yeah, the yeah. other night. Yes, yes. There's no there, there, there. Those are Anthony Edwards, those type of athletes. You know, you got your guys in Boston. You know, uh, uh, Jalen Brown and Jason. Jason Tatum. I mean, those and guys, they've been yeah, playing yeah. fantastic defense, by the way, which yes, doesn't get enough okay. love. But that's another episode. So when you start to look at it, you start to see the deficiencies in this team. And I think from there, Mo, you, you listen. Listen. The one thing I will say is, when the team wins, give the coach some credit. When the team lose. You got to blame it on somebody. But, but it's so also interesting, leadership. like, how you say about the athleticism. Brooke Lopez, obviously, at this point of his career, very far from athletic. They started a season trying to play a scheme where, historically, under Mike Budenholzer, just to break this down for you guys, Brooke Lopez on pick and rolls would drop back and Drew Holiday would chase over the top of the screen mm -hmm. to trap the ball handler. They started this season, obviously, they no longer have a Drew Holiday, so they, instead of having Brooke Lopez drop back, he was coming up to the level of the screen to try and deflect the ball. And they, they did really well in deflections, but they were giving up a whole bunch of points to the rim. And then the team came out and said, they want to go back to playing defense, how they used to play defense. The only problem with that is you used to play defense with Drew Holiday guarding the other team's best player. And every time someone set a screen for him, he's chasing through that screen and he's staying with yes. him. You ain't got and, a guy like that anymore. And not only is Drew Holiday capable of guarding the lead guards, You've he was guarding wings. wings. You put him now, on Jason Tatum. Now you, you see him in Boston. In Boston, they had him guarding Embiid. 
That's this is what I'm saying. So you can see how one player really impacts the game defensively. That that is what we're talking about here. So, but this go this comes with the territory, and the territory is when you win, you get the credit, and when you lose, you get the blame. And unfortunately, this is what happens in today's sports, and we're seeing it happen right here in real time. So was the writing on the wall for this, given Terry Stotts, the assistant coach, and Damian Lillard's former coach in Portland, he left just five days before the season, or fired or left, or however you want to phrase it. And then Giannis came out with this speech a few weeks ago about we all need to be better, the equipment manager needs to be better, the coaches need to be better, the players need to be better. Um, but given that it was Giannis and and Chris Middleton who had a role in picking Adrian Griffin over other candidates, I believe Nick Nurse was another candidate, um, and now they turn around and said, you know what, really, we don't like this guy. Because all the reports we're seeing is that he lost control of the locker room and lost the ability to command respect from the players. After such a small sample size, I guess halfway through the season is not too small of a sample size. But have you ever seen that happen before? Well, you, you see these reports happen all the time. He's lost the locker room. Okay, you're 30 and 13. Okay, how, how much did he lose? Yeah. Okay. Okay, and then here is the thing that you you know as a former player executive. The locker room is sacred. Now, up until recently, this is a recent phenomenon where the executives travel with the team to every game, home and away. Mm-hmm. It's, this is a recent thing. Mm-hmm. Normally, the executives, you know, they they – they come in after the coaches and the players do what they got to do. And then the executives or people would come in because that was their space. Yeah. So when I hear things like he lost the locker room, that lets me know that it's either a false report or it's, it's, it's a loose ship because who would really know that? Who would really know that? Okay. Who would really Know that. And then, <laughs> and they're a veteran team. Mo, you're a veteran team. All right. When they're at a certain level, at a certain level, it wasn't like, especially when you're on a good team. And you could ask anyone who's on a good team. When you are, when you're on a good team, the team begins to police itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's like, for instance, you and I now are veterans in this game. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can see the hairline going back oh, every week. Okay. <laughs> so you and I are going to police ourselves. If, oh, yeah. if I'm like 15 minutes late, you're going to call. Yep. And if you're 15 minutes late, and if we're going to be late because we police ourselves, you are polite enough to say, hey, I'm stuck. I'm I, I, I'm stuck on the uh, on the train. I, I'm I'm stuck in traffic here. You know what I mean? I'm the mm-hmm. tube. Is that what you guys call it? The tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, stuck yeah, on the tube, man. tube. Transport oh, for I London, just, you will pay for yeah. your crimes. Yes. So <laughs> you begin to police yourself. What is it that we need our coach to do when we're a good team? We don't need any more motivation. We don't, I don't need a motivational speech. I know my assignment. I know that I'm playing with Giannis. I'm not getting 15 to 20 shots a game. So there's no need for me to go out there and start practicing shots. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is this. They have some outside distractions that began to question 
the trust of their leadership and their leadership started with their head coach. That's what happened. Okay. Now, if you're the people at the top begins to question the leadership, suddenly now that trickles down. Okay. And here's why I say this being in an executive role, like I have been, there's one rule that you have to abide by. If you're going to fire someone, you better have his replacement already lined up. And they did. <laughs> okay. And they did. Okay. He was a special now, advisor to okay. the coach that they fired. Okay. okay. You better have that. Okay. And, and, and that is rule number one. Okay. For all the wannabe executives, you have the right to do whatever you, it's your team. Oh, they, by the way, they fired Griff and they fired Budenholz. They're paying three coaches right now. They're paying the two okay. former coaches and a new one. Okay. So, you have the right to do whatever it is you want to do. But what lets me know that they lost confidence, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, you got the right to do it. I'm not, I'm not here to criticize. This is professional sports. Clearly what they're saying, clearly what they're saying is we feel our window to win is now. And we lost confidence in our leader to get us there. That's and it was saying. it was also interesting they picked a first year head coach to coach a win now we need to win a championship. See, now team. We've not really I, seen that before, have we? But I, yeah, well, I I again, I need to get a refresher here, but I remember and I recall when they hired Adrian Griffin that it was still up in the air on the extension of Giannis. The trade hadn't been made yet with nope. Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton was, I don't know if Having he was surgery born, or... serving in surgery or so. So there was a lot of up in the air things because Brooke Lopez hadn't signed yet either. Brooke, Brooke Lopez. Yes. Yeah, thanks for reminding me of uh, the situation with, 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 uh, what is it? Uh, Crowder was kind of up in the air. Yeah. 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 You know, it was a lot going on here. And what I remember or what I recall, but please, Please refresh me, Mo, if you can remember or our or, or listeners. When they hired Griffin, this thing could have went to another direction. Giannis could have said, I don't think, because I remember he was talking about, I want to see what the organization is going to do. Mm -hmm. Who's committed to winning, so forth and so on, before yeah. he resigned. Giannis so resigned I, his extension in October. Griffin was hired in June. So, so to me, there was a lot of things up in the air before Giannis put both feet in. And, and it the context, everything the Bucks do is simply to keep Giannis happy. Because yeah. if that man leaves, all the money they put into the new arena, all the success that they built, all the expectations yeah. that they have goes out the window. Yes. They're not another and, Giannis walking through that door. And and because, you know, I, I'm around the business, a lot of people weren't like jumping at that job because they didn't know whether Giannis was staying or leaving. Mm -hmm. So I thought that gave them a limited, limited choices because you didn't want to be the coach that takes a job with expecting to coach Giannis. And then Giannis says in October or whenever, Hey, I think I want out. Yep. So, Hey, they have the right to do that. They did what they had to do. Do you think it's the right move? If you're the owner of, of the Bucks or you're the GM of the Bucks out, right out now. Of, out of respect. Okay. So the, it's two questions. And I'm not ducking the, the question here. Out of respect. 
I know there's things I can't see. I don't know what's going on in that internally with the locker room, mm-hmm. leadership, treating people, game plans, practice plans, preparation, confronting your star. You got to build your, your with your star player. I don't know those things. Rotations, I don't know. Like, like Those are things that I have to be in the building to see. However, because I understand how difficult it is to win, this is a massive hurdle to overcome, especially when you hire someone from the outside. It's not like Ty Lue's situation where he was already sitting there and he just moves one seat over. Now you're talking about bringing someone from the outside who was literally in television yep, and putting him in the seat with no training camp and no anything. And, and it's also interesting when Terry Stotts left, they were kind of hinting at Adrian Griffin that he should hire an experienced coach to replace that assistant role. Instead, he hired, I think, an international coach who didn't have NBA head coach right. experience. Yeah, so again, you know, you could look at that in a, a, a couple of different ways. They wanted to uh, surround a young, inexperienced head coach. He's an experienced coach. I mean, he's been an assistant for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. You know, one of his first jobs, you know, Agent Griffin and I, we gave him one of his first jobs when he was an assistant with Scott Skiles in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So I've been knowing Adrian Griffin forever. He's interviewed, I don't know how many times. for 23 times, I think he said. Yeah, okay. So he's not an inexperienced coach. However, this is his first head coaching job in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how that conversation went, Mo. Like, you know, you want to give your coaches the autonomy. However, a lot of times, Mo, let's be, let's just call it like we see it here. They don't have a learning curve with this team. Nope. They need this to happen right here, right now, in this moment, because Middleton and 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 Damian Lillard, they're not, you know, it's not like these guys are 27, 28 years old. Damian's 33. Are, yes. Both is 35. Middleton's 32. 36. And Giannis okay. is 29 now. It's not like he's young. He's so, in his prime. He wants yes. to stack up the chips. Yes. So with that said, clearly their ownership, rightfully so, felt the need to do that. Now, what I do respect, what I do respect is when people push their chips into the middle of the table. Mm -hmm. I don't have to agree with how you do it, but I do respect the fact that they're saying, hey, we're here to win the thing. And we don't feel that this is the guy. Now, I I, I can't stand that for, for, for AG because he's a friend, but more importantly for anyone, especially someone who's performed. I mean... If he's a 500 team, you're the saying, team, oh, yeah, okay, fire yeah, 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 yeah. But, but okay. <laughs> he's not 500. He's and, second and, in the East. And what are we saying now in this business? Mm-hmm. Because now we've seen this a couple of times happen with guys getting relieved of their duties. Well, what's funny? Like terrific records. <laughs> what's really funny, BJ, is uh, I was on Twitter yesterday and I saw a tweet that Damian Lillard put out. I'm just getting the, getting the stamp here. On the 4th of May, 2023. After Mike Budenholzer was fired for losing in the playoffs, he said, folks out here firing championship coaches as soon as they don't win the chip. I thought that was pretty funny. 
Because now yeah, yeah, that's 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 I mean they lost the locker room. I can think of one player on the Bucks who has a pretty good relationship with someone in the media. Yeah, no. Mr. Damian Lillard and our good friend Mr. Chris Haynes. Yeah, so I mean it's it's a different time. So I you know it's just a different era. It's a different era now. I I I, I as you know, and I say this, I don't like to see anyone lose their job. I'm not for that. I I, I but I do think criticism when it's warranted is fair. I, I don't, and I try to keep it on the court because many of these people who are getting relieved, they're friends of mine. I mean, I feel awful for, for AG. I, I do. I feel awful for him. And, but I, I know the other people that there, I'm, I'm friends with Doc Rivers, right? I'm friends with Doc. I know. I've been knowing Doc for 30 plus years. I know you always and come to his defense on this show. Yes. So and you know how, and you know how so, I feel about So Doc let's talk about coach. this. Because, as, as you know, I'm not a big fan of Doc Rivers. However, I like this for the Bucks. I like this. Because, as you said earlier, who are you going to go get? There's not a lot of coaches that are sitting around waiting for jobs. Right. Right? Especially with the experience and, you know, the, the ability to coach superstars on this level. Now, Doc Rivers hasn't had the greatest success over the last 10 years, 15 years. Right? He's had a lot of playoff exits after having leads and whatnot, whatnot. He's had a lot of bad luck with injuries and stuff. But I want to look at when he did win a championship in 2008 with Boston. He had an absolutely dominant power forward in Kevin Garnett. Giannis and Scott. with Giannis, yes. He had an absolutely prolific three-point shooter in Ray Allen. That's Damian Lillard. He had a wing that could go get it and score with efficiency in the mid-range, step out to the three with the best of them, Paul Pierce. To some level, it's Chris Middleton. He had a defensive big who could protect the rim and be an enforcer, Kendrick Perkins. Brooke Lopez is far better than Kendrick Perkins ever was, but you like that. The one thing they don't have is a floor general like Rondo who can guard on the perimeter and set up all the other guys. So it seems on paper like Doc Rivers doesn't have a hard job to do now, okay? Because when it gets down to the playoffs, you can run two-man actions with Damon Giannis and... In theory, as fans talk in theory, because everyone's a coach from their sofa. Oh, it's, it's an easy job. You're just going to do a Damianis pick and roll. Da, 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 da. The reality is the task Doc Rivers has is less of the X's and O's and more of the getting the guys to buy in. Because the report that the players were frustrated when Adrian Griffith said they need to sacrifice more. Da, 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 da. Okay, when you're looking at it, why do they not run so many Damianis pick and rolls right now when it's proven to be one of the most efficient ways to score? It doesn't look to me, just from looking at it, that Giannis really wants to be setting a lot of screens and doing this, this, and that. Giannis wants to have the ball in his hands and he wants to score the basketball. Dame Lillard needs the ball in his hands to score the basketball. So to get a coach like Doc Rivers, who convinced three Hall of Famers to sacrifice to win a championship, if anyone's going to convince them of it, I believe that's the guy. But what's your take on Doc taking this job and how do you see the outlook? Well, it, when I look at this, it, it, it's one thing that I know Doc has. First of all, Doc has presence. Okay, whatever we think of Doc as a coach, Doc has presence whenever he walks in the room. Second, he's very competent as a coach. Now, all right, we can argue his play calling. We can argue all of the things that you argued that we discussed. Rotations and timeouts. And all those things. However, the man is very competent. 
about the game of basketball. <laughs> That's here's the thing: is like because he's not he, won a championship since two thousand eight, everyone thinks he's a terrible. He's not a terrible. Yeah, yeah, has he no, been no, out coached multiple times? Yes, he has. But every coach but, has been out coached at some coach point. Every, in their, yeah. Nearly yeah. every coach has been out coached at some point in their but, career. You know, and 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 you look at this like you know, look, Greg Popovich suddenly he what he forgot how to coach. Mm-hmm. What he just forgot how to coach? Like like Steve Kerr just forgot how to coach. And also, <laughs> you know, you know, just because you know I like to push my agendas. Doc Rivers was coaching a Chris Paul-led Clippers team, uh, Embiid-led Sixers team, and you're blaming Doc for those guys yeah, choking is, in the playoffs. Yes, Doc's okay. not out there yeah. shooting the ball. He's not out there I, turning over. I'm, I'm not going to go there. However, <laughs> I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay on this. I think it's a phenomenal, phenomenal hire. Okay, I'll, I'll give you an example. I remember in Detroit, there was a very difficult, and, and I believe, but you need to check this more. I believe. Rick Carlisle was the coach of the year in Detroit, I think the year before. 2001 to 2002, he was hired by Detroit, and he was named coach of the year in 2002. Yeah. Okay. And then he was fired, and then they hired Larry Brown. Yes. Friction between Carlisle and a team ownership was cited as the primary reason for the firing. Okay. Carlisle's Pistons now, had dispatched Browns for the W76ers in the conference semifinals before being swept by the New Jersey Nets in the Eastern Conference okay. Finals. Okay. Now, and, I, and I'm pointing this out for one reason. As you know, I, I, I'm a Rick Carlisle fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I, and I was a Rick Carlisle fan then, but I want to say this. As an executive, it is my job to make sure that I'm always prepared for whatever scenario is it's going to happen. So I have to say this as an executive because I, I I wouldn't be doing my job. When you look at this and you have an opportunity to replace Rick Carlisle with a Larry Brown, I would consider that an upgrade at that particular time. I also think for the personnel that were in that Detroit locker room, a coach like Larry yeah, Brown, like Brown, his voice resonated was... more with them than a Rick Carlisle, and, and, with all due respect Rick, to Rick. And, and Rick the Carlisle same thing had... here with Adrian yeah, Griffin Rick, with no experience yeah. and Doc Rick with a Carlisle, championship. Has had a Hall of Fame career. He's he's won championships. You can argue he's killing argue, it with the paces right now. You can argue he's had a better career than Larry Brown. Larry Brown was Larry Brown is 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 a phenomenal phenomenal coach. Okay, still coaching. I think at the collegiate level. When you look at Adrian Griffin right now, first year head coach and Doc Rivers with this team, Doc Rivers is an upgrade right now as a coach. Doc Rivers is. What he was named, what one of the 15 greatest coaches of all time, or whatever he was named on that list. Doc Rivers is a phenomenal coach. It, I don't want to say that because I think Adrian Griffin has a chance to be an excellent coach. Okay, he's going to get a second chance, hopefully, to be, yeah, he's going to get a second chance. He's going to get a second chance here to be a coach. He, 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 he's, he's a really good, good coach, but Doc Rivers right now arguably probably fits this team where they're at better than Adrian Griffin. A lot of times it it has to be a fit where you're at. I'm excited to kind of see how this plays out because it's such a random situation that you're saying, how is this really going to play out? Like you can learn something from every scenario. I don't know if it's right. I don't know if it's wrong. I know two of my friends, one was relieved, the other is coming in. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that. 
However, I know I work in the NBA. <laughs> this is man. This, this is, is the uh, NBA nowadays. This NBA is, coaching yeah, is yeah, like yeah, a hamster yeah, wheel. Yeah, Let me ask this you this what though, it is. BJ. Let me ask you this though. So, the Milwaukee Bucks are in a tough spot because they really don't have that many assets to go out of the trade deadline. You know, we talked the other day about getting a Caruso or a Tybal mm -hmm. who reportedly wouldn't want to play for a Doc Rivers coach team, um, or or you know, a defensive stopper on the perimeter. They really don't have the assets that other teams might have to go out and get those players. So let's say they can't go out and make a trade for someone who's going to help them on the perimeter. What do you do to fix this issue that they're having? Or conversely, can Doc Rivers convince Damian Lillard to try and play defense? You know, when you, when you, in order to coach, you have to coach with courage. Okay. Eric Spolster right now, if you're saying, who is a coach? Because he has guards, right? Man, I'm not here to pick on anybody. He has guards. Let's say they're not like elite defenders. <laughs> Even <No>. right now, <laughs> Tyler he, has, he has guards. He has guards who aren't elite defenders. However, we can't allow that to be an excuse not to defend. Okay? I don't think it's Doc Rivers' job to come in there and convince anybody that we need to defend. But what I do think is Doc Rivers say, if we want to win, here's what must be done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, now, if we want to win, like I can come in here and start pointing fingers, right? We call that the circle of blame. I can come in here and start blaming all these people. No player is perfect. No player is perfect. But it is our job to say, if we want to win, here's what must be done. And then let's figure out how to do it, right? Does that mean we can we can switch? Does that mean we'll play more zone? Does that mean we'll figure out what scheme we can play? Whatever it means, though, Mo, is you have to be committed to doing that and doing it to the best of your ability. Well, but here's the thing. The NBA is so pick and roll heavy now that well, if you have a guy on your team who every time gets screened is just not going to fight through it, not going to. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a prime example. I'm going to give you a prime example. And I, I, because again, like I, I tell you this all the time. I, I, I literally call other teams. I just want to see how they're going to attack the other team. Right. That's important mm -hmm. to me mm -hmm. to know. And last year, I had a major concern on what Jokic was going to do versus screen roll. You and I had shows about this. We talked about this on air, off air, what have you. I, I, I was concerned for Jokic to say every team in the league is saying, hey, man, this guy is unbelievable. However, we know we can attack him in the screen roll scenario. Now, give him credit for figuring it out. Like, you have to give players credit of saying, okay, I, I know what I do well. I know what I don't do well. But I can't allow what I don't do well to get in the way of what I do well. And he figured it out. And I don't have any questions about what teams are going to do versus him because now he has shown me that he's committed to winning. That doesn't even mean that you're good at it. But you have to be committed. Just like Steph Curry, there were some concerns about him on the defensive end. But let me assure you, watching him play over the years, it wasn't because of lack of effort. 
that 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 to me says everything about your team. Give me the effort on that end, and we'll figure it out. Now, if let's say let's say Dame is not as good as Drew Holiday, okay? Let's say Dame is not as good as Marcus Smart, but does that mean he can't give me the same effort? <laughs> but, but he doesn't. Like, yeah, well, uh, that that's that that to me that to me is a championship internal question that you have to ask yourself because if you want to win a champion i was with an executive today an owner by the way Mm -hmm. and here and here's the following it's one thing that i shared with this 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 owner i said you can't buy yourself a championship. You can go out and put together the best team and spend all the money, and people can say, "Oh, wow, he he's over, he's in the he's in the luxury tax, and he's committed to winning." That doesn't guarantee that you're going to win. A championship is earned. Mm-hmm. A championship is one thing you got to earn that one. You got to work for that one. You can't just go buy a championship. If that's if that was possible, a lot of people would have won a championship. You have to earn this. So. Right now, the responsibility lies on those players in the locker room. Because when they do win the championship, it's going to be because it's going to be it's going to be because those guys were committed to the effort that was necessary every day in practice, every day on the road, every day in the locker room, and all of those things. And if they give that level of effort. They'll win their fair share of games, and I can tell you, they have the talent to do it. Even Oof. though, even though they don't have a perfect team, but they certainly have the talent to do it. But it's going to require those guys to buy in and hold themselves accountable. Because whether you have Doc Rivers, Adrian Griffin, or whomever, that, that's they're this is these are veteran guys. These aren't like young guys trying to find their way around. Well, the, the Bucks seem to be in high spirits. I just watched them warming up for the game against the Cavs, and they were all smiling, dancing, happy with each other. So my question is this, though. Is it too late? You know, Doc Rivers is coming in mid-season. We're basically almost at a trade deadline. It's going to be post-All-Star break in a couple of weeks. He did that job with the Celtics. He had them together preseason. They went to play internationally on the Europe Live Tour. He had training camp. He had, you know, the whole regular season and then the playoffs. Now he's coming in and trying to instill what he wants to instill with, what, four months? Is that enough well, time for him okay. to get his team ready for the playoffs? So here, 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 here is what here, here. Let's you and I pretend like we we're on the Doc Rivers staff. Okay, you Doc, and I. Why is your Doc, Doc? Why does your voice sound like the Cookie Monster? I've always wanted to know. That's my first okay. question. Because he's he he screams a lot. <laughs> That's why he he screams a lot. As I tell Doc, and and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. Leave the officials alone. <laughs> Just sleep alone. <laughs> like. Like, you know, guys, like, we gotta win this game. You know, I, I love Doc. You know, you know how I feel about Doc. You know, mm. I, I love Doc. But I always tell him when I see him, leave the officials alone. He ain't, yeah, he ain't gonna be doing that. Yeah, he ain't gonna be doing that. I can yeah, promise okay. you that. Okay, so so we on his stuff. Yeah, we're on okay. his staff. And here's the thing that we know. But we just before, do. just before we do this, will he bring in his own assistants, or at this point in the season, will he just uh, go with the assistants like that? Well. 
Well, he, he, it's a fine line. I don't, you know, I don't know what he'll do. He may know some of those guys because he's he had some existing... great assists, like on that Celtics team, yes. Tom Thibodeau and Ty Lue were the assistant coaches. Then Lawrence Frank, like, yes, he's had some great assistant coaches. He may not have time to address that. You know what I mean? He, but he may know the, some of those guys who are currently there on the staff. He yeah. may bring. He's a been guy a special advisor, the... so he would have got to know them. Okay. But, but so, sorry, but continue a, with. So, so here's the, the thing that's most important to him with this team. We're going to make, we're, we're going to talk about what they do on the offensive end, clearly whether they win or lose the game. That's the bottom line. And that's open for debate. What he's going to do though, is to say our best offense is going to be our defense. We have to create opportunities on the defensive end that will allow us to play in transition because all the good teams in the NBA they always play advantage basketball. You get a steal. You get a stop. You play five against four. You play four against three, two against one. And we Be share the ball. against anyone in transition. Yes. I'll take, I'll and, take and, that. And, 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 and then the second thing he'll do is demand that we start doing what all great teams do. They turn down good shots for great shots. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, we have a player that we know is going to get double teamed. So we're going to keep this offense very simple. Giannis, your job now is to absorb the double team. All of our half-court sets will be with the fact we're going to get the ball in a spot where our best player is going to absorb, and then it's his job to make sure he finds the open guy. Now, they don't have time to practice. We don't have time to put in our system. We don't have time. Hey, but some, some coaches... If we're going to be a defensive team, if we're going to be a championship team, Mo, we have to be in superior shape. What if he gets in there and he finds out these guys aren't even in the type of condition that he, it's every coach is different, mm -hmm. that he determines can't play defense. Therefore, how am I going to push these guys and ask them and then they're not in shape to do that? Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of things that he has to evaluate. However, I can assure you, his first thing is saying, if we're going to be a good team, we have to be committed to that. I'll take the blame if we lose the game as long as we are committed to playing defense. Because if they can defend, Mo, they, they're going to win their share game. They, they've already proven they can score. But what they haven't proven is that they can defend. And defense is about just giving effort. They have literally one guy who's one defensive player of the year and the other guy was runner-up. So just with those two guys alone, they should be an middle of the pack defensive team. If the other guys just commit to just giving the effort necessary to be a good team. So I think that's what we will do. We will chart deflections. Mo will chart the deflections. I'm going to chart all the charges and hustle points. And we're going to be committed to that. And once we're committed to that as a team, everyone else will be forced to buy in because you're going to change the culture of our group. Like doc as a, as a, as a, as a, as a player, he always was a second effort player. He always took charges. He always got the loose balls. That's where, when he did win a championship, I mean, when you talk about the Celtics, that, that was, that was Best his year of my life. That was his group. <laughs> that was, that, that, I mean, Tony Allen and, and all Big of those Baby guys. And, and PJ Big Brown and Sam Cassell. I mean, defensively, Big ticket defense player was of the year. probably 
Yeah, he was defensive player of the year. The guy was MVP. Paul, I mean, Paul Pierce was like a defensive player. Like, Paul Pierce was taking on the challenges on the defensive end. You're like, what? Yep. I, I thought this guy would just score. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Ray Allen trying Ron, to go cold. Ray Allen. Yeah, Rondo every, got in, like, picking big, up full court and games. Big, big Perk was anchoring that thing. Mm-hmm. They were committed. And so they I the think, best defense in the NBA by a long margin. Yes, one of the best yes. defenses. That's yes. one of the best defenses. Teams. I'm not, not biased because I'm so numbers-wise, yes. you can go look it up. That's yes. one of the best defensive teams, that five-man unit, that we've ever seen in the NBA. And when you buy in on that end, when you buy, when you start looking at championship teams in any era, it always starts there. Like, you don't want to talk about it, but you talk about the Detroit Pistons in the 80s. You talk about the Bulls in the 90s. You talk about Hakeem Olajuwon. You talk about the Lakers. You talk about San Antonio Spurs. You talk about the Golden State Warriors. They're all... It's the same formula. So I think there has to be a change in where they put their focus. And that to me will be the biggest challenge for Doc is to get them to say, we're going to take this energy that we've been using on the offensive end to focus it in on the defensive end. And if we can do that, Mo, I think they have a chance. Because clearly, clearly they can score. As we record this, they're up against the Cavs. They play the Cavs again on Friday night. And then they play the Pelicans on Saturday night. But I'm really looking at the Nuggets game on Monday night. Let's just see what the defense is doing against the Denver Nuggets. Well, uh, I'm going to I'm going to say this I'm because say effort this. doesn't take time to instill. Effort no. can be instilled but immediately. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. Okay, let's you and I flip the script now. Let's let's pretend now, Mo, that we have another job in the NBA and we're called advanced scouts. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the advanced scout? For the Milwaukee Bucks right now. You have z- nothing. Mm-hmm. You don't know any of their play calls. You don't know how they're trying to play. You don't know what they're featuring. You don't know what their need plays are in the in-game situation. You know the players are probably will be involved. So they ha- actually have an advantage right now because they, ha- they don't have a scouting report. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really hard to play against a team at this stage of the season and you don't know anything about now, you can say, well, this is what Doc did in Philly. This is what Doc did in Boston. Different you know, personnel. But this is different personnel. But you don't know how he's going to use his personnel. So we're but, not going to have But I'm talking about plan. just looking at the defense. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at Damian Lillard. And I'm looking at the Milwaukee Bucks players. How are they playing defense? I don't care about how the other team's guarding us. Whatever. I'm talking and, about. And we're going to see. We're going to see you that. going to buy in? Let's see from day one. And so, again. You know the rule that I always tell you at the beginning of the season. Let's 25. take the first 25 games and figure it out. It's going to take about 20 games for us to really figure out what is Doc really, what's his vision for this team? And we got to see he, if they make he, a move at the deadline. And then there you go. So there's a lot going on. I expect them to win these games just because no one's going to know how to play them. Like, mm. It's going to be in the fourth quarter, and then you're going to look over at your assistant coach and go, but then, what, what's their go-to? Having, having, said, like, that, having no. said that, will you be worried if they lose all these games? I will not. I, I, I won't be worried. It's because we know something has to change, and we know what the something is. Mm-hmm. What's the something? Deep Defensively, it's, it's going to have to change. So, yes, he, he's got a built-in excuse. That's okay. We know we can score. However, defensively, I saw some good things that I like. And here's what we did. Because they're, he's going to ask them to give effort. And these guys both know, well, Doc knows for sure, 
that if they're going to win, you're not going to win a championship playing the way they, way they're playing now. Mm-hmm. You got a, you have a terrific offense, and you're last in the league in defense. <laughs> I mean, you can't win that way. I mean, I don't care who you are. And in spite of that, they still found a way to win in the regular season. You can't beat a good team, Mo, with the with the with the way they're playing on the defensive end. That's just that's impossible to do, man. Only time's going to tell. Let us know in the Discord what your thoughts are. And uh, tomorrow's Friday, so hit us with your questions, and we will be answering them on the show. So make sure you go to the Discord, go to the channel called Let Us Hear From You, put your questions in there, and we will be answering them. Because we haven't done that in a while. I've missed it. I want to hear from the people, so let us know. Uh, B-Jan, I'll be back tomorrow. And uh, then we will have uh, Monday's episode, which we're going to tape before the Lions game. Because I know oh, after the Lions you. game, if they win, BJ ain't going to be in any <laughs> podcast. No, no, no. You could take the if out. You could take the if out. <laughs> well, let's see if they play some defense. Uh, oh, oh, that's what we do. <laughs> I, got, I got no idea. <laughs> All I see is helmets and shoulder pads. I don't have any idea about what's going on there. But I do have an idea about the Milwaukee Bucks, and we're going to see how things go. So let us know. Make sure you subscribe to the show, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts from. And most importantly, get buckets.